today we need to talk about this Supreme Court seat that is empty by the passing of Justice Antonin Scalia. Now, you might say yesterday you talked about it, Leslie, but no, 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 we got a new direction today, and here is why. I've been listening to experts constitutionally. I've been listening to experts left and right with regard to elections, politics, parties, and there is a certain political or politicalness and correctness involved in the process. But one thing that is very clear is that our Constitution actually mandates the President of the United States to fill, or at least to nominate, an individual to fill that seat. President Obama's spokesperson is alluding heavily to the fact, or has stated, quite frankly, that they are going to follow the Constitution. That is the law of our land. And that as Commander-in-Chief of the United States of America, Barack Obama has a responsibility not only as commander-in-chief and in his branch of government, but also his responsibility to the millions that elected him, not once but twice. It's not a three-year term. It's a four-year term. Now, I know some people might say on the right, well, Chuck Schumer, let me tell you something. I like Senator Chuck Schumer, but he was wrong. He was wrong during the Bush administration just as much as Senator Mitch McConnell is now. The President of the United States not only has the right, but the obligation and the constitutional order, if you will, to nominate someone for the Supreme Court. So you might say, well, we touched upon this yesterday. Let me tell you where we haven't. What they're talking about now is, because this is an extremely conservative seat that is up for grabs, it would be different if it was Justice Ginsburg. But this could very well throw off the, this could very well throw off the balance, if you will, that many people feel the court has now. Okay? You got four conservative, four liberal, one kind of moderate swing voter. But President Obama has a very difficult decision to make. And I want to know from you, What if you could whisper in the presidency or you would advise him to do? So hear me out. The Senate is in Republican hands and not by much. There are blue states where people haven't or won't come out to vote. Left or right. There are purple states that could go red or blue or stay purple. But the power and the majority and the balance of that majority in the Senate could be wrapped up in this very issue. Because, see, there are Republicans out there that feel that it is the responsibility of President Obama to nominate and the responsibility of our elected senators to vote up or down on that nomination and to put the individual through that process. Now, there are some out there that say President Obama is in a massive chess game here, and his next move is crucial to perhaps the next president and whether that stays in Democrats' hands in the ad- of that Oval Office as commander-in-chief and the balance of the power and who the majority will be in the Senate. And let me tell you why. President Obama could choose to put forth a moderate candidate. And if President Obama puts forth a moderate candidate opposite 
of the fears of the Republicans, the Republicans would have a very difficult time ignoring any type of a confirmation process on that individual. doesn't mean they have to confirm them, but they have to go through the process. President Obama could also put out a Hispanic candidate. And if the Republicans completely diss that individual and refuse to go through the process, the nomination process, the Latino community for the very, very, very tiny amount, even the Cuban-Americans who vote largely Republican, could turn on the Republicans and more Hispanics could come out to vote. And we have seen the power in the numbers of the Hispanic voter community in America today. The same could be said with other minorities, women, African-Americans. So what do you think President Barack Obama should do and what do you think he will do? Put forth a candidate that is okay to be hung out to dry because that's what he's hearing through the grapevine Republicans are going to do. Put forth a moderate candidate so Republicans are forced to do their job. Put forth somebody Hispanic or African-American or female or maybe all of the above. So that voters will retaliate against the Republicans and flip seats to Democrat from Republican in the Senate. What do you advise the president to do? And by the way, could you and do you think people will come out to vote for Democrats and against Republicans if Republicans block this process and ignore this process? And by the way, we have three branches of government. And the judicial branch of government cannot operate with eight Supreme Court justices. So in a sense, Republicans under the leadership of Mitch McConnell are again threatening to shut our government down. I'm Leslie Marshall. Pick up the phone and join me. 888-6-LESLIE. 888-653-7543. Pick up the phone and join me. And to tweet, follow me on Twitter, at Leslie Marshall. I'll incorporate your tweets. But I do want to hear from you and take your calls. Should the president nominate, if he does, a moderate or somebody that Republicans will be hurt by in the Senate and in a general election? Because right now, Republican Republican senators seem to be bending over for primary voters and ignoring the masses that might come out and could come out in a national election. Want to get your take on this? What is the next move the president needs to make? And do you consider this a threat of a government shutdown? The judicial branch is one of the operating branches for our government to operate fully and functionally. I'm Leslie Marshall. Pick up the phone and join me. 888-6-LESLIE. 888-653-7543. We're going to take a break. We'll be back to you and your calls right after this. Don't go away. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of truth. The Leslie Marshall Show. Give her a call now at 888-6-LESLIE.
Let's take some calls. 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. What should President Obama do? Manny is in Massachusetts on line one. Manny, good afternoon. Hey, good afternoon, Leslie. Um, I think he should nominate anybody he wants to nominate because no matter what, the Republicans are going to shoot it down because they, they want to use this for uh, for their campaign. You know, vote for us or else a Democrat is going to get somebody in the Supreme Court. So they want to use this as, as an issue as much as the Democrats do, which is really, really funny because I really don't see them winning the White House. And if they don't win the White House, guess who's going to pick the nominee, somebody who they hate more than Barack Obama, which is going to be Hillary. Well, that's another thing, uh, Manny. This is a gamble more it's so for Republicans. It's, yeah. it's a big gamble for Republicans, uh, whether they don't nominate somebody now and what the repercussions of that could be. Do you think there will be retaliation in November if the Republicans completely uh, dismiss any uh, nominee that the president puts forth? And I don't mean dismiss by a, you know, a down vote, you know, thumbs down. I mean completely ignoring and not being part of the process. There will be because this is an election year and this is when people actually pay attention to politics. So the Democrats are going to use this and say, hey, look, we told you that they don't want to work with us. They make government just, just stop. They like stopping the wheels. This is why government doesn't work. And right. So should, in your opinion, President Obama put forth a moderate that force, that makes it harder for them to ignore the process or, in a sense, put somebody out there as uh, I don't want to say the scapegoat, I don't know, as the target, um, and you using that target very specifically looking at the voter demographic. No, I, 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 to me, it doesn't matter if the guy's left, right, or middle that he nominates. I really think that the, the, Republicans, the Republicans are going to stick to their guns on this issue just to use it as a campaign to get their people out to, to roll for them. All right, we're going to take a break, and we will be back. I'm Leslie Marshall. Don't go away. Thank you, Manny, for your call. Holding, hang on. You want to join us? 888-6-LESLIE. My question is about the Supreme Court. Uh, I'm shocked. What recourse do you have if Leader McConnell blocks a vote on your Supreme Court nominee? And do you think that if you choose someone moderate enough that Republicans might change course and schedule a vote? And as you consider that choice and who to nominate, what qualities are important to you and is diversity among them? Thank you. First of all, I want to reiterate uh, heartfelt condolences to the Scalia family. Obviously, Justice Scalia and I uh, had different political orientations and uh, probably would have agreed on, uh, disagreed on the outcome of certain cases, uh, but there's no doubt that he was uh, a, a giant on the Supreme Court, uh, helped to shape the legal landscape. Uh, he was, uh, by all accounts, uh, a good friend and uh, loved his family deeply. And so, you know, it's, it's important before we rush into the, all the politics of this to take stock of somebody who made enormous contributions uh, to the United States. And we are grateful not only for his service, but for his family's service. Um, the Constitution 
is pretty clear about what is supposed to happen now. When there is a vacancy on the Supreme Court, the President of the United States is to nominate someone. The Senate is to consider that nomination and either they disapprove of that nominee or that nominee is elevated to the Supreme Court. Historically, this has not been viewed as a question. Uh, there's no unwritten law that says that it can only be done on off year. Oh, do we have the president we're, back? We're uh, buffering this live. Okay, so okay. From yeah, the we're, White we're, House, which is getting a lot of hits right now because it's live. So yeah, okay. We're, 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 we're streaming the uh, president's uh, remarks live. Um, and, uh, of course, you're hearing the president uh, as he is live uh, just a couple hours from where I'm sitting here in Southern California. Uh, he's in Rancho Mirage, which is uh, in the Palm Springs area. And, uh, as, as you know, he is uh, attending a conference there. Uh, conference that um, he put together uh, this time around, or we, the United States, put together this time around. And quite frankly, uh, we knew that the question was going to come up, and you heard the president, you know, big surprise. Uh, Mark, uh, just whisper in my ear when the president is back with us. Let's continue with the calls. Uh, Dan in Ithaca, you had to go to work. Well, buddy, we don't blame you. We understand. Let's go to Michael in the Bronx, Line 5. Michael, good afternoon. What would you advise President Obama to do? Hello, Leslie. I would advise um, President Obama to choose a nominee that will follow the law and follow the Constitution. Simple as that. And I got to say, honestly, from my observation, the many Republicans on the Supreme Court and sure as hell in the Senate have not, I repeat, have not been following the law and the Constitution, and if they think for one moment they can try to put one over on a constitutional scholar like President Barack Hussein Obama, they are sadly mistaken. Now, it's a lot of things to um, consider here. And first off, I need to remind everyone that Mitch McConnell's exact words were that they didn't even want to have a hearing. They didn't want to have a nomination hearing or nothing because they say the next president should uh, decide um, who will fill the seat of Justice Anton Scalia, rest his soul. That really troubles me. And you have mentioned um, a couple of things regarding they're not following the law and the Constitution as they are bound to. I mean, what the hell is the oath for? You know, why is it that President Obama is the only one that can follow the Constitution? But this scares me because none, none of them ever consider that a next president could be Hillary, it could be Bernie. Those are two Democrats running. So what the hell makes them think that a Republican, which is, to me is a long shot, will actually win the White House unless they're planning to repeat um, 2000 all over again and steal the election? You know what I'm saying? Okay, so Michael, hold on. That we'll let you finish. But President Obama is going to upstage you for a minute. Here's President Obama live from Rancho Mirage. We are streaming. Apologies for the buffering. Go ahead. To our process, we're going to do the same thing that we did with respect to Justice Kagan's nomination and Justice Sotomayor's nomination. We're going to find somebody who is an outstanding legal mind, somebody who cares deeply about our democracy and cares about rule of law. Uh, there's not going to be any particular position on a particular issue that uh, determines whether or not I nominate them, but I'm going to present somebody who 
indisputably is qualified for the seat. And any fair-minded person, even somebody who disagreed with my politics, would say uh, would serve with honor and integrity on the court. Uh, now, part of the problem that we have here is, is we've almost gotten accustomed to how obstructionist the Senate's become when it comes to nominations. I mean, I've got 14 nominations that have been pending that were unanimously approved by the Judiciary Committee. So Republicans and Democrats on the Judiciary Committee all agreed that they were well qualified for the position. And yet, we can't get a vote on those individuals. So in some ways, this argument is just an extension of what we've seen in the Senate generally, and not just on judicial nominees. The, the, the basic function of government requires that the President of the United States, in his or her duties, has a team of people, cabinet secretaries, assistant secretaries, that can carry out the basic functions of government. It requires, the Constitution requires, that we appoint judges so that they can carry out their functions as a separate branch of government. And the fact that we've almost grown accustomed to a situation that is almost unprecedented where every nomination is contested, everything is blocked, regardless of how qualified the person is, even when there's no ideological objection to them. Certainly where there are no disqualifying uh, actions by the nominee that have surfaced. The fact that it's that hard that we're even discussing this is, I think, a, a measure of how, unfortunately, uh, the, the venom and rancor in, in Washington has, has prevented us from getting basic work done. Now, this would be a good moment for us to rise above that. I understand the stakes. I understand the pressure that Republican senators are undoubtedly under. I mean, the fact of the matter is, is that what they, the, the, the issue here is, is that uh, the court is now uh, divided on many issues. This would be a deciding vote, and there are a lot of uh, Republican senators who are going to be un under a lot of pressure from various special interests and various constituencies and uh, many of their voters uh, to not let any nominee go through, no matter who I nominate. But that's not how the system's supposed to work. That's not our, how our democracy is supposed to work. Uh, and uh, I intend to nominate in uh, due time uh, a very well-qualified candidate if we are following basic precedent, then that nominee will be presented before the committees, the vote will be taken, and ultimately they'll be confirmed. Justice Kennedy, when he was nominated by Ronald Reagan, in Ronald Reagan's last year in office, a vote was taken, and there were a whole lot of Democrats who I'm sure did not agree with Justice Kennedy on his position on a variety of issues. But they did the right thing. 
they confirmed him. And if they voted against him, they certainly didn't mount a filibuster to block a vote from even coming up. This is the Supreme Court, the highest court in the land. It's the one court where we would expect elected officials to rise above day-to-day -day politics. Uh, and this will be the opportunity for uh, senators to do their job. Your job doesn't stop until you're voted out or until your term expires. I intend to do my job between now and January 20th of 2017. I expect them to do their job as well. All right. Well, thank you, President Barack Obama. You heard the president. He intends on doing his job and following the Constitution. I agree he should. Of course, he's not going to let us see his hand. But if you were to whisper in his ear what card he should play, would it be a moderate candidate or somebody that would definitely help the Democrats in the Senate and even for the presidency in the upcoming election. And what do you think he will do? Not just what you'd like him to do. 8886 Leslie, 8886537543. We were talking with Michael on the Bronx Line 5. Michael, thank you for holding. Please uh, finish up your uh, remarks. Thank you so much, Leslie. And thanks for bearing with me. Um, President Obama hit the nail on the head, which I was about to point out, is that um, years ago, when Reagan nominated Kennedy, Republicans didn't have any problem with that, and that was Reagan's last year. So it shouldn't be any different this year. Only difference would be that for the, for the first time in a long time, the Supreme Court could very well tilt towards being progressive. Now, also the other thing is, and this what gets me mad, is that McConnell back then took part in the voting process, and he said that the nominations should go forth no matter what. Now he's doing an about face and even doing it in a way that he wouldn't, doesn't even want a hearing to go on. I got to tell you this, Leslie, that if they have the hearing and anybody that opposes President Obama's um, nominee, they're going to wind up being on record and having to explain why they oppose the, um, the nominee, and that could go um, – be a slap in their face come November in the elections because they'll be on record as to opposing Obama's uh, nominee. And most but some would say that the Republicans uh, who are up for re-election in the Senate, who are from very red states or red districts within states, whether they be red, purple, or blue, um, you know, are trying to save their jobs and exactly. are and, and are and are fearful. Because, you know, that, unfortunately, that constituency of theirs, you know, has elected them, in a sense, to block everything Obama. And this is a very important lesson to us, because as I pointed out, that I fear they're trying to steal um, this upcoming election to try to make sure GOP gets into office so they can always be guaranteed a GOP justice. I mean, I've never heard of such lame BS excuses on, you know, coming from any side just to avoid doing the doggone job to following the law and following the Constitution. But I would say this, that at least we now know that it ain't just midterm elections that we vote Senate and um, House of Representatives, but it's also during presidential elections as well. People got to get out and vote and vote completely and you know, I'm trying to rush through this as well, but I want to tell 
um, a message to Mitch McConnell and these Republicans. They're going to say that uh, people should have a voice in the judicial process, the judicial selection process, in terms of a Supreme Court nominee. Here's two things. Number one, the people have already um, sounded off on that, not once but twice, and voting for President Barack Hussein Obama twice in a landslide. Well, well Michael, and, that's a valid point. Elizabeth Warren made that. I'd appreciate your call. Um, I have to say, Mitch, McC- Mitch McConnell not only my, thank you, Michael. Mitch McConnell not only wants to uh, threaten to shut down our government in a sense once again with the judicial branch not being able to fully operate and function at 100 percent capacity, um, but he obviously wants to, you know, poo-poo, literally, on uh, the rights that all of us who elected Barack Obama to make this nomination um, have voted uh, to do. One thing, there are some people that just vote for an individual based on that alone, if that becomes an opportunity. 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Let's go to Bill in Massachusetts, line one. Bill, good afternoon. Thank you for joining us. What would you advise the president to do here? Well, listen, I think the, the thing that all, almost always needs to be re- be said in a way that keeps people mindful is when someone like Mitch McConnell says that, he's channeling that racist behavior that has so characterized the Republican opposition to Barack Obama. So my advice to the president is the president decides what the president decides, and people support him in doing it. I the idea that, that he's not going to play political games about it, or not not be politically astute about it, is all sort of like naive. And so I, I'm only saying what I would hope the president would feel empowered to do is to figure out what he's going to do and do it, and hope things go well. Because in the long run, the movement is the reason the opposition to him is so adamant and so intense is because it's a losing opposition. Time is running out for those guys, and that's all I want to say. How, Thank how you. Much, but before you go, Bill, and we go to break, how, mu- how much of a risk is this, do you think, for, for Republicans? And they must be aware of this. It's a risk if they anger voters who you know aren't as partisan or are looking for um, maybe not a party yeah. but a candidate, um, heart, and, and then heart, seats yeah. up in the Senate. And then, of course, if 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 the map is correct, it looks like a Democrat, most likely Hillary, would win, and she's probably going to have the same kind of leaning a judge that would be uh, appointed. And what are they going to do then? Then they got to put their money where their mouth is, and then they've got to confirm that nominee. Right. I say for the Republicans, you know, my heart always goes out to people who paint themselves into a corner. But when they paint themselves into a corner with meanness and racism and negativity, oh, well. Okay, thank you, Bill. We're going to take a break. We'll be back. When we come back, more of your calls, 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543 is the number. Uh, Mark Williams tweeted, and he is a conservative, GOP ceased being a political superpower during the party civil war they invited they invited when they isolated themselves from the tea party uh and christopher says no consequences for republicans people don't care about supreme court unless they are litigating there it's sad but true not necessarily hard to sell but people do care about that uh they absolutely do uh care about that and um uh len says uh no consequence the american people don't want eric holder and loretta lynch uh, was appointed by Bill Clinton. Uh, Eric Holder is not on the short list. Rosa says, I only wish the president could run for two more terms. I will never again be an independent voter. GOP are parasites. And Pam says, folks will finally get to say they've done something right for a change. 
Frank says, most Americans don't even know what a Supreme Court of the United States is or even how many justices are on the court. That might be true and sad. Uh, And uh, reporter Muggsy says, uh, great point at least nominating someone and making the GOP obstruct them, risking public outrage. Uh, Rod says, how has it hurt the Democrats who have historically obstructed uh, the Supreme Court nominees for years? Really? If that's the case, Clarence Thomas eventually was nominated. Kennedy and nominated with a Reagan Republican president and a Democratic majority in the Senate. We'll be back. Leslie Marshall, the simple truth in a complicated world. Give her a call now at 888-6-LESLIE. to the phones in New Mexico. Line one is Joe. Joe, good afternoon. Thank you for joining us. Hey, good afternoon, Leslie. Actually, um, you know, one thing we were already doing is shaming the Republicans, and we need to continue doing that. I just kind of have to wonder, um, you know, since this is kind of of unprecedented by the Republican Party, I mean, it's Robert's court. Are they so untouchable that they are not able to chime in here? That's a very good point because they they said Chief Justice Roberts could actually make a recommendation, um, and they're basically saying that his power or you know he doesn't have as much weight with the Republicans as he did in the past. Hmm. Well, I mean, I, I kind of think that you know his goal, you know, based on some of his his rulings, is to um, um, I guess persuade us in believing that the court is not as politicized as we think it is. This would be one thing he could do to actually make a bold statement, even if the Republican Party doesn't, you know, listen. That's all I want to say. That's an excellent point. Um, That's an excellent point. Thank you, and appreciate the call. I have less than a minute left, so let's uh, share some of these uh, tweets here. You can follow me on Twitter, at Leslie Marshall. Uh, Let me see, let me see, let me see. Where am I going down here? Uh, Robert says, how can you say seat on Supreme Court of the United States is conservative seat? The GOP got to replace Thurgood Marshall with Clarence Thomas, for God's sakes. Uh, Another says, if the roles were reversed and a Republican president wanted to appoint a judge that could overturn Roe v. Wade, I'd be making the same argument. Roger tweets, I bet Justice Scalia would appreciate it being a conservative Reagan Supreme Court justice appointee. He'd want a constitutional purist like himself. So in other words, he'd support the president. Uh, Tom tweets, the best move is not nominate, but to go quietly into the night. Company says, nominate a gay black female. Why? I like seeing... Republican heads explode. We'll end on that. Thank you to Mark and to Andrew. We'll be back tomorrow on Hump Day. Hope you will as well here on the only true democracy in talk radio.